This is a Rooster Teeth production. Oh, we're waiting on Nick. Goddamn Nick. Jeff, you sound a mile away. I My microphone's in my fucking mouth. I have you up at 200% in Discord, and I can barely hear what you're saying. Uh... Well, let me, is this any better? I blew out my audio the last episode. Trying to avoid that. Testing, check one, two, ha! Is that any better? We hear you through a different mic than your recording mic, though, right? Uh, well... So, blowing out the mic shouldn't be anything to do with it. How do I boost Jeff? You can right-click on his little name, and then you can turn up his user. Oh, volume. it's already... Yeah, it's maxed for me. It's like 200%. Mm-hmm. You have 200? Yeah, I have them all the way to the right. I don't have mine. goes to 100. Uh, what, what should my output be? What? <laughs> what does that mean? Where is there a lot? <laughs> What's happening? I'm looking at voice settings. Well, your output should be somewhere that's being recorded. Your, well, I mean, your your input's your microphone. Your output is your yeah, uh, my in, head, my, headset. My input is the Scarlet 212 USB. Okay. And that's in Discord or in Audacity? That is in Discord. Oh. And Audacity, it's also my Scarlet 212 USB. Yeah, the output's just for listening, right? For uh, That would hearing. be, yeah. Yeah, that would be the opposite of it. <laughs> that's right. All right, now it's at 90%. How's well, that? There's no need to yell about it. Yeah, that's, right? That no was kidding. really loud. Split the difference. Jesus Christ. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> oh, wow, that's loud on my recording. <laughs> All right, it looks like it's real tight. How's that? Am I good now? Uh, it's a little quiet. <laughs> it got worse again. Give me some fucking feedback here. I'm trying to fix this. I'm giving you feedback. I don't know all why right, you're yelling all right, at all right, me. All right, 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 everybody shut up at Jeff. Okay. Okay. Uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to sure. fucking, I'm going to talk, I'm going to do a little soliloquy, okay? And as okay. I talk, I'm going to turn the gain. When it hits the perfect sweet spot, yell for me to stop, Okay. Okay. First, let me get into my, 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 my talking voice. Okay, so I'm going to be telling stories at about like this. Let me know when you guys think if I've hit a point right where... There. About there. There you go. Thank you. That was easy. What, what number is that at? 85%. So oh, so you split the difference. Between. Interesting. <laughs> so when we said split the difference... Hi! <laughs> You're just adjusting gain? Was that your whole exercise? Yeah, dumbass! I was trying to find the right level of gain! Well, it wasn't that well, now hard. I fucking blow it out when I yell! It's packed hard red! My audio is especially loud, too, right now. I, I think I need to make an adjustment as well. Do I go left or right on this game? Oh, I'll be honest, the, uh, <laughs> the volume of my headphones was too low. <laughs> now, Jeff was definitely loud. This was not, this is not your fault. I'm going back down. Why? No. Because I'm blowing out the fucking audition file. This is all in the episode, by the way, isn't it? This? Yeah, I know. I'm recording. Hey, Nick, I, I want to talk to you for a second. Everybody else can go suck a butt. Hey, in the last two episodes, was my audio blown out? No. Okay. Do I sound okay right now? You sound okay? Yeah, you sound fine. Okay, thank you. You sound better than you did before. That's not a fair question. Nick wasn't here for the bad stuff. Nobody cares what you say. I take, I'm taking cues from the audio engineer. He's the one that matters. He wasn't here, though, for the issue. He's here now. Are you an audio engineer, Nick? Nick, you better you better say yes. You fucking <laughs> better say yes. I guess I am now. I mean, you got, you're got you calling him an audio engineer. He's the director of audio production for all of broadcast for the go. entire department. Yeah, but audio engineer is like, uh, it's like a, well, it's like a qualification. Oh, you need a certification for that? I don't know. It seems like something you'd go to school for. Shut the fuck up. This is Rooster Teeth. Nobody went to school for anything. That is correct. <laughs> I went to school. Shut what did up. you go to school for? This? Radio, TV, and film? <laughs> did you really? Yeah. That's impressive. Good for you. So why were you selling shirts for Mega 64 for so long? <laughs> yeah, and why aren't you better at this? Because, uh, oh, I'm, no, I don't know if you understand. <laughs> I'm great at this. I'm fantastic <laughs> at this. I have... I have followed the character arc precisely of quiet producer who's begrudgingly doing the show to beloved character who's in every episode. And now everybody says, I love this guy. He's so nice. He's the best. <laughs> Is that what they taught you to do at San Diego State or wherever the fuck? <laughs> Is that where you, where'd you go? It was Cal State Fullerton. Go Titans. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, this is what I learned from uh, my radio TV film career is the every show, every radio show, every podcast has followed this character arc to a T, except probably your mom's house because they are mean to their producer, but not in like a endearing way. The producer is just told he's going to die. Dude, it's it's uncomfortable sometimes how mean they are to Nadav. Exactly. So here we are. 
I'm a college educated man. I'm doing it. So here we are. Welcome to <laughs> Face episode 20. And uh, <laughs> introducing our hosts, uh, Jeff, Andrew, and Gavin, guys. Take That's us. it away. Hey, guys. Hey. Eric is the announcer again. Because last time he didn't want the job. And today he was like busting down the door to do it. No, I don't want. I still don't want the job. I'm just trying to get the show underway. So now let's. And Jeff, the host, take it away. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about his intro. I feel like his heart wasn't in that one. I feel like we've heard better. And to be, ladies to and gentlemen, Andrew. welcome Andrew. to shut up, shut the fuck up. Every, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to <laughs> F Face, the number one podcast of Rooster Teeth for farts, fun, and fancy free f thinking. Guys, it's fancy free. It's uh, my alliteration ran out. My, it's Jeff Ramsey, it's Andrew Pant, and it's Gavin Free, and they're here to tell you all about what's been going on with them and their crazy right. weeks. And now I'm going to hand it over to your host extraordinaire, Jeff Ramsey. I would like to point out. You're not Jeff Ramsey. That Andrew criticized your first intro, Eric, even though he would prefer no intro. Not true. Or an intro that occurs 45 minutes into the episode. Not I true. thought it was great. I got to say, Andrew, I think where you're missing the mark here is it's not about his intro. It's about the character arc. It's about the mm. character he's building as producer. That's what you got to focus on. The intro is just a byproduct of his character. That's just giving an opinion on the intro. I think intros are very important. This is Cal State Fullerton <laughs> fucking uh, character, producer character building 103. Textbook. Don't entirely know what you just said. <laughs> I, I'm saying it was like a junior level class at Cal State Fullerton on how to develop the character of a producer. College educated man, as he likes to point out. So you're saying his intro was fitting for the character, even though it may not have been the best intro in a general sense. That I absolutely should be accepted because it was within the brand of the character he was presenting. That is 100% correct. That's what I was saying. Okay. Well, just as somebody who really cares about the intro, the intro has always been really meaningful to me. Uh, I, I was blinded <laughs> by that, so I apologize. I should have well. <laughs> uh, acknowledged that as someone who's been vocally trying to get us to do intros for weeks now. <laughs> I, I was blinded. I, I apologize. Noted. Thank you very much for your apology. Uh, let me ask you, I got two things today, and they're both movie-related. And one is a feel-good story, and one is potentially an assault on the very meaning of our podcast. So I was going to see what you guys also wanted to talk about, and then we could structure the order based on that. I wanted to do, I had a little conversation with Andrew last night, uh, which do you think we should talk about that, Andrew? The sort of confusion surrounding? I feel like we should, especially within the context of the audio engineer talk. We have, we yeah. have an issue with Nick. Not what? even really a Nick issue. That's that's unfair. It's not Nick's fault. You went straight in there with Nick. I did. I feel like it was potentially a Discord issue. Mm. Was it? But he got the file though, right? So it wouldn't have been an editing decision? Nick, are you able to hop on and record yourself? <laughs> Andrew, what's your problem with Nick? My, It's not my problem. <laughs> Gavin texted me last night. Last week, we made a, a very big deal about Gerpel and the excitement <laughs> around Gerpel and, and the future of Gerpel. <laughs> And I'm just minding my business, having a decent evening. Gavin texts me, you never said Gerpel. You never even made up a color. The thing was, last week when you had all the Gerpel designs, yeah. I couldn't remember you saying Gerpel the previous week. <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't either. I thought he said Burple or, or Yerpel or something. Yeah. And I thought I must have heard it wrong because you guys were talking about Gerpel like it was cemented in fact. Yeah, so I was like, man, I, somehow, Andrew, I missed Gerpel. I missed it in the recording. I heard it for the first time over text when we did our little stage play, <laughs> when we were in the middle of writing that. So we get the proof of last week's episode, or two weeks ago's episode, I think yesterday. So I listened to yes. that, gave a few notes. And then at the end, Andrew's like, oh, you never think we could invent a new color? <laughs> never once heard any mention of Gerpel in the recording. So I was like, Andrew, you never said Gerpel. We've made a shirt or designed shirts for something that you never said in a podcast. What a fucking f face. I, I was losing my mind because I was very confident I said it. Gavin said I didn't make up any colors at all. I was like, I'm pretty sure I made up like three or four. You did. You made up Yerpel. I think I called it Grupel. And then Gerpel <laughs> later. It's I definitely say Grupel, I think. I don't think the Gerpel pronunciation. You said Porringe, apparently. I did say Porringe and Pello. I only heard Pello. That was the one that I remembered you say. In the text, I feel like you said I didn't say a single one. And that was, I was losing it. Well, yeah, because I asked you what what these names are going to be called. And you were like, I don't know, ask Crayola or something. 
and then I think you said Yerpol, but I just forgot about it. I think it was Yerpol's. I, I was, oh, wow. That's actually, that helps me a little bit because I thought I was going crazy. So did I. I was like, man, I can't believe we got a shirt based on this really funny <laughs> thing Andrew said that I just don't remember. Imagine oh. how I felt to have Gavin say, you never said any of these things. It was alarming. <laughs> So why why is this Nick's fault? Because I do say them. It's just not in the finalized audio, I believe. It's in my audio file, but it doesn't make it to the cut. Nick, what do you know? I I, I, I know that Andrew <laughs> <laughs> I know that Andrew told me, hey, just cut whatever I said at the end. So let me go back and double check, but I don't remember Gerpel. I don't wait, did I did I do that? You did. I don't think I did that. I think you did that. Wait, oh, you told him man. to cut Gerpel? No, I definitely didn't tell him that I would never cut Gerpel. How dare you even <laughs> accuse me of such things? I don't remember saying that. I could have said it. It's possible. It's been it's been a lot. I could easily forgot. I there was a moment in time in which Gavin convinced me I never said it at all. That was terrifying. Well, I don't know that you did. No one heard it. Jeff did. I'm with Gavin. The first time I remember hearing the word Gerpel was in that text exchange. I remember Yerple or Burple, but I don't remember <laughs> Gerple. <laughs> I was more concerned by the fact that Gavin said I didn't make up any colors at all. That was what was frightening to me because I had very clear memories in which I did. And that he, he's like, never heard of any uh, porn. I never heard that. Pello never happened. So I had to go in and find them. I think what happened is, is that you decided to say all of this stuff. You said Yerple or something for us to hear. I remember that now. But your other list of things, including Gerpel and how you were like, oh, i got to write this down. I'm pretty sure you said all that over the top of Jeff's outro. And because Jeff was louder, Discord was just only showing me Jeff. And I never heard it. Jeff was talking. He never heard it. And also, it was cut because you told Nick to cut it. So Gerpel is the, is the most well-hidden thing you've come up with. And now we have shirts with, about it. You made a gerpel egg. I mean, it's hilarious that the audience is going to listen to the episode that comes out on Wednesday, and they're going to have no idea about any gerpel. And then the following week, it's all gerpel. Well, why don't we release a special gerpel cut or like a separate gerpel <laughs> snippet that we can put out with this episode, you know, two weeks later or whatever, just so uh, we can hear it. I think you're right that the problem is I don't think I actually ever say Gerpel. I think I call it Gruppel. I don't think I nailed the Gerpel <laughs> thing God's sake. until after. I think I just completely missed on Gerpel. I don't think there's any <laughs> there's any mention of Gerpel until the next episode in which I very confidently am like, Gerpel's the best. We're doing this Gerpel thing. You couldn't write this level of dysfunction. That's no. really... Oh, my God. So why don't we... We're selling two shirts based on something no one said. <laughs> if you could find it, Nick, why don't you insert the original Gerpel statement from Andrew's raw recording cut from the episode two weeks ago? Or Gruple, which sounds like a Groupon ripoff. So we'll, we'll put it in right now. What about, like, Pello? It's like a purple and a yellow. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Rate five stars and subscribe, whatever Porn. that means. Ugh. This has been uh, episode 16 of Face. Thank you for listening. And uh, Nick, go ahead and Group. cut out anything where I look dumb or not super Gerples. Cut out the whole Mandela effect thing because I look dumb. In it. Well, all right. All right. Okay. He may have said it. I don't know how to feel about this. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I think I call it Gruple, and then I think I may say Gerple, but it's when I'm away from the microphone looking for a pen. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. You said it away I'm from out. the microphone while someone else was... It's getting worse. Yeah, no, I thought it was kind of, I don't know. In my head, it was funny. Okay, so away from a mic, underneath someone else talking, and you asked for it to be removed. Yeah, well, no, I don't. I'm very confident. I don't think I asked for that to be removed. Okay. I did make a, a suggestion of something else, but I don't think it was that. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. I, I just, I don't think I did that. But if I did, it's possible I did. I trust Nick. Why would Nick lie about that? Funny. It is funny. It's a good point. I was not expecting this episode to go this way this fast. Well, in fairness, we've now saved Gerpel from being something that wasn't said to something that was said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea, too, that I was pitching that we sell the shirts on the same day the second episode comes out. So nobody would have any concept of what we're talking about at all. There'd Every be no bleeding. There'd be uh, nothing. Everybody would just be going like, I guess I didn't hear him say, Ger I must have missed the last episode. <laughs> That'd be right where Gavin and I were. It's a real mystery. Oh.
I actually, I've never like went into my raw audio, but I, I Gavin made me search last night. Yeah, I was like, you gotta check. Because to be honest, there's a lot of times where I don't hear stuff said in recordings. It happens all the time, especially on yeah. podcasts where, you know, you'll be listening to like 90% of what someone's saying. And then I'll think of something that I want to say next in that tiny little blip. I sort of miss the current sentence and potentially miss something funny. Or potentially Andrew's given some boring ass speech about Ian and you just <laughs> fall the fucking sleep with your eyes open. I completely understand what you're saying. You want to talk about neighborhoods again? I wonder... <laughs> I wonder if this is the first shirt we've ever produced that's based off of a joke that never happened. <laughs> I mean, it, it did happen. Just the, the line wasn't there. The joke happened as a response to the shirt that was a response to a joke that didn't exist. Dude, everything is so f face. We f faced the hats. We f faced this. It's incredible, our consistency. And the fact that Jeff and I just went along with Gurpal, even though we both missed it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. No, yeah, we're just all in. Andrew's running with something. I didn't realize neither of you had heard that, and I just assumed that when there was no question that it definitely happened. Because <laughs> I wasn't 100% sure. I was 80% sure. I knew for a fact I said colors, and I was about 90% sure I said Gurpal. But <laughs> I, I didn't, like, the first definitive memory I have is definitely in our text chain. After we recorded. Oh, God. What is the title of this episode going to be? It's going to have to be like oh. Gurple, Gurple, Gurple or something. It's a great color. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to wear the <laughs> the shirt. Yeah, me too. You uh, get the reference for where it was from. It was kind of hidden, but it, it's pretty good. <laughs> can we talk about, speaking of merch, can we talk about the breakthrough that the uh, RT store has had? Oh, my God. It's pretty incredible. They've managed to do it. They've made the broken hat. They recreated the fucking, well, the black Russian f face hat or fuck hat, I guess. Yeah, which was easy to do for the shirt because I assume it's just some like screen print. But this is actual embroidery. They embroidered that monstrosity. Wait, that that is embroidered? I think so. I, I assumed it was like some sort of print. I mean, it looked pretty 3D-ish in the picture. It does, but the, the red shirts, it look amazing too. Like, it looks like it's embroidered even though it's a print. Do you have yours yet? I didn't get one. Red shirt? Yeah. Yeah, I have one. You didn't get one? No. I, I think I got two. I gave one to Millie. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a, a f face shirt like two weeks ago. I had no idea what it was for. I just kept getting these calls from a number, a private number. And then I eventually, they left the tag and uh, <laughs> suddenly appeared. I didn't even know we we're supposed to get shirts. Do you wear it? No. <laughs> why not? Why would I? Do you not like our brand? No, it's, a, gr it's, it's a great shirt. I just, why would I? I don't know. Why would I? What do you mean, why would you? I don't know. It seems weird. It's the thing that I'm in. Yeah, I get what he's saying. It's kind of like if you walked down the street and you saw James Hetfield wearing a Metallica shirt, you'd be like, that's a little on the nose, buddy. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever wear. I don't even listen to this show. You think I'm going to wear the merchandise for it? Why do you not listen to the show? I have noticed that you've never once given notes on any episode publicly. I feel I feel really bad about it. Um, I, I just I really don't think I'm that funny and I don't like my voice. So I don't listen. You're an idiot. I avoid listening because it makes me uncomfortable and <laughs> just playing more into that. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like it would mess with my head. So I don't I don't listen to the show. That's fair. I mean, we don't want to ruin what you bring to the podcast if you're going to get or not bring in your own head about it. This was an episode of me not bringing something which then brought something. The lack of the bringing has really been <laughs> the key moment. Don't listen to any advice or criticism from Gavin here. You just keep doing exactly what you've been doing for 26 years because it's working out great. Oh, yeah. I'm not criticizing your decision to do that. I'm just saying uh, you're an idiot if you think you're not funny. <laughs> oh, I, I don't. Not at all. Not in the slightest. Also, you're funny because you're an idiot. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment. I don't know how to take I guess I, I appreciate you're welcome. The classification of funny. That's nice. Do you have a butthole? I sure do. But you already knew that because we talk about my butthole a lot. Right now, though, I want to talk about yours and I want to talk about how happy you can make it with Tushy. You know, it's hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us still wipe rather than wash. It's barbaric. It's painful. There's not a toilet paper alive that is soft enough for my gentle area. That's why I use a bidet, and I think you should too. The Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment is here to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everyone, not just the culturally elite. Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of fresh water for just $79. 
That's pennies on the butthole dollar. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. Think about the trees. Don't they have buttholes? If they do, maybe we should get them all tushies. I hadn't considered that. Either way, the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in just a few months. And the trees, they will thank you in their own way. They'll continue to make oxygen that we use to breathe so that we can continue to use our buttholes to maximum efficiency. So ditch paper products and uncomfortable chafing when you switch to the soothing, cleansing stream of water from a Hello Tushy bidet attachment. Ah. And every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. So join millions of happy Hello Tushy butthole customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com face to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com face for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com face. This fall, as you get back into the swing of things, Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal Box of Awesome collections for you guys, guaranteed to upgrade your life. That was easy to say. Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, it was like 37 degrees when I woke up in Austin this morning. It was 90 the day before, 30s today. That's why it's time to break out a Box of Awesome fall collection and warm up with some cozy warm threads. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods, which can be very expensive and hard to find. Back when I had that mustache, it was a pain to locate that kind of stuff. To barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Don't worry, you can't fail the quiz, but you should pay attention. Don't do the old abacaba dabba cabba cabba thing. It might give you a 70 on your English quiz, but it's not going to get you the right stuff. So take that quiz, give them your real answers, and it'll help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for some warm clothes. So that's where I'm headed. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only $45, but has over $70 worth of gear. That's a oh, to carry the two, $25 savings. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code FACE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code F-A-C-E, for 20% off your first box. So go to boxofawesome.com and enter the code FACE at checkout to get 20% off your first box when you sign up. Tell them FACE sent ya. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anything else? Um, I bought a video game by mistake. What'd you buy? I bought Nickelodeon Racers 2. It was a new release. Are you trying to find your next Garfield? I was looking for my next Garfield and a Nickelodeon Racers 2. On that story, you got SpongeBob. You got all the classic Nickelodeon characters. I thought, this is perfect. Nobody's going to buy this full price game. And uh, I bought it. They don't have a leaderboard. There's no real <laughs> online aspect. The only thing they kind of track is uh, how far you've driven in the cars. So that's not, that's a dumb competition. So now I just have Nickelodeon Racers 2 and I haven't even played it and I paid full price. You could be the person who's driven the furthest. I could. Did you buy an Xbox? Yes. I think you can return it, can't you? Uh, maybe. I don't know. That seems like work. I don't. Uh, I don't want to make it too much work for you. I. Th I think you can. You can do it on Steam as well. <laughs> do you have to upload it back to them? Like give them back all the ones and zeros? Yeah, you have to re-upload it with a a text file that says, uh, "Please return for full value." I think Steam. It might be you have a, a limited amount of time you can play it before you can return it, like an hour or two hours. I know PlayStation. You can return digital games if you haven't downloaded them yet. I don't know about Xbox. Look into it. 
it. Or, or don't. Just fucking eat the money. No, I think I just need to own the mistake of... It has online multiplayer, so maybe at some point I can play... Maybe I'll create an online race scene in Nickelodeon Racers 2. Or maybe a dev will hear this podcast and add in... The leaderboards. Ooh, the Andrew DLC. I don't feel like anyone's taking suggestions from the Gerple guy. I don't think uh, it's going to make it. But here's, here's the beauty of it. Here's the beauty of it. You're, what? What? <laughs> what are you, you saying? You twice. You're, own, the... you're, you're two strikes. Here's the beauty of it. Oh, <laughs> you're out. Just stop. Just move on. You're good. You tried. I can't do it. Hey, Gav. Yeah. I have a question. What's the beauty of it? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I tried really hard to get in touch with the Garfield devs. That was a challenge. I emailed them. I, I reached out on Twitter. I got one reply. I believe there was a language barrier, and I'm sure they were very confused. What were you trying to get out of them? Was it Italian because it's Garfield? No, it was, uh, I think they're a French studio. I'm going mm. off of uh, my memory. It was a technical question about the game. And then the other thing I asked was just sharing the news story just to see what their response would be. I thought it'd be really funny if I could get the studio to somehow interact with that. And uh, they were not responsive. I think they wrote, wrote like a one word reply of like, we will share this internally. <laughs> it was like, we'll share it. It was very brief. It was it was very not substantial. What's Italy got to do with Garfield? Well, he likes lasagna. He does. Did Italy invent that? Lasagna? I think it's considered Italian food. I know it's Italian food, but is it, you know, legitimately Italian or is it a westernization of- I wasn't going for like super fucking factual and legitimate. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it kind of made sense. You see a lot of pizza and lasagna in a goddamn Garfield cartoon. I didn't think it was that much of a leap to get to Italian. I just don't think they'd go out of their way to hire an Italian dev for that reason. <laughs> no shit. I like the idea that they would, though. You know, Jim Davis very protective of that brand. <laughs> no, so they went with a fucking French developer instead. I think they probably went with whoever would be willing to make a Garfield game yeah. at this point. Guess how many E.T. games exist? This just uh, blows my mind. Including the one in the desert? Uh, including the, sure, yes. The desert one as well. Just that one. Just that one. Uh, 19. 19? That's, okay, well you just ruined, I think it's like 12 <laughs> or 13. what I ruin? Well, it's just, it's insane to me that they'd make more than like two E.T. games. That there's 12 E.T. games and most of them are from post-2002. Oh. Like, I don't feel like there's any fandom around E.T. My 19 guess was based on the, uh, just myriad of consoles that were available back then. There was one E.T. movie and fucking 12 E.T. games. After yes. it being famously one of the worst games ever made. It killed the industry. Yeah, it was E.T. and fucking Superman 64. Good Lord. 19. Have you played? Oh, you should collect them all and play them all. I thought about that. Now, I haven't played them. A lot of them are on Game Boy. It's not even like a situation where Gavin said where it's like they made the same game for multiple platforms. It is genuine different E.T. games. 12 different E.T. games. That's lunacy. Yeah, it is. It's insane. There was a, there was a sequel book that I read when I was in like middle school where Elliot was like grew up and E.T. came back and he was like didn't need him. He was like in high school or some shit. He was like too cool for the I don't remember exactly, but there was a second book. But I think Steven Spielberg had no interest in making that movie. Was it a serious emotional tale between Elliot and E.T.? They reunite and realize they weren't the same people they were when they last met. Really challenges their relationships. I think it was like a Wreck-It Ralph 2 type story. Okay. Yeah, if I remember correctly. He didn't want to make a second movie, but he did want to change all the guns into walkie-talkies for the first movie. He did. He also, uh, they made a, a Minority Report Game Boy game, and his one note, I don't know if it was from him directly or if it was his, the company he owns, uh, they, they got the game, and his one criticism was that there was too much violence, and he wanted them to change the pistols into puke guns and make everybody puke, because kids think puke is funny. That was his, his insight. He's not wrong. To the movie that he made with guns? Yes, for the Game Boy game. Because I guess he viewed that only kids would want to play the Minority Report Game Boy game, huh. and violence shouldn't be for kids, and so let's change all the weapons of the puke guns so the bad guys puke. <laughs> kids think puke is real funny. Do you, is the, the drowning scene in the game as well? I've uh, never played or watched Minority Report, so. You never saw Minority Report? No, I haven't seen it or played the game, so I, I have no concept, but I would be shocked to learn if the drowning scene was in the Game Boy game. That's good uh, near-future sci-fi believable tech in that movie. Okay. Like, the way cars and shit work, you kind of you buy into it. You're like, I can see that, especially with advertisement and stuff. The ball thing is a bit far-fetched, though. Why not just show it on a screen? The ball thing's a little far-fetched. You're right about that. Do you really need to carve something into a ball? Yeah, no, that was a little silly. 
You're right about that. Is that a good movie? It's not bad, is it? Minority Report? Yeah, I remember it being a very blue movie. I think it's okay. It's okay. I enjoyed it. I, it's not one of those movies I've... I think I've seen it twice, but I don't think I... It's not a movie I'd want to see again. No. I feel like the action in it and the and the kind of just the pacing of the movie is really good, but I, I, I don't know about the story. Spielberg made a few movies where I finished them. I thought, yeah, and I don't want to see it again. And I think Minority Report, War of the Worlds, they both... They're both Ugh. like... Uh, I don't want to watch that again. <laughs> War of the Worlds was a... It, it, that was work to get through, I thought. Minority Report I enjoyed, but War of the Worlds I just could not hang with. War Horse is like the most forgettable movie I've seen. I don't think I've seen that. Nah, I haven't You don't need to. <laughs> a story about a horse. It's not that interesting. What other things have sequels in them? Seabiscuit is another horse movie. I'm more of a Hidalgo guy. I thought you were going to ask what... What other horse movies? Black Stallion, Black Beauty, Black Wait, Beauty. You thought I was going with a horse thing? Flicka, my friend Flicka. I've named three horse movies. How many can you name, Andrew? Uh, Hidalgo. Okay. You got Seabiscuit. You took all the, the good ones. This is tough. This is like a family feud where there's only the last option left. Um, It's another good horse movie. Uh, National Velvet. Don't know what that one is. Never heard of it. You have a horse movie, Gavin? Uh, Flog a horse. Oh yeah, flog a horse. Flog a dead horse. No, I don't. I have Black Beauty. Someone already said, right? Yeah. Is it a horse that there's a Disney movie? I think it's a horse about a horse that kicks field goals and for a football team. <laughs> you didn't watch that along with your MVPs? <laughs> no, I haven't. Haven't gotten around to that one yet. I think it's a horse. I think it's a mule or a donkey. Is it a donkey? Okay. It was like from the maybe the 60s or 70s. Yes. Mr. Ed, I don't know if they ever made a Mr. Ed movie, but yeah, that was a whole TV show. Bojack Horseman. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Another TV. There's a lot of horse content out there. There's a lot of horse content. Yeah. Maybe we need to get into the horse game. A lot of money in the horse game. <laughs> well, like the glue industry? Yeah, on both ends. <laughs> like uh, on the one end, everybody needs glue. Is that still a thing? They're not really squashing horses into glue, are they? <laughs> what else are they going to do with them? On the other end, you win the triple crown, that's like billion, millions and millions of dollars. But surely there are stickier things than horses. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> I've never tried to gum up a horse, but I guess it works. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which part of the horse is glue? The foot? I think it's the hooves, right? That would make sense. I don't know what else you would take unless it's... Because otherwise, if it if the glue was <laughs> somewhere else in the body, surely everything would be glue. You'd get like cow glue. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah, it would have to be. And this is, I never even really thought about the horse gluing process. The horses are definitively dead at this point, right? It's not like a glue salon. During the, no, yeah, they don't like extract the glue while they're... They're alive. Yeah, it's not like they're just hanging out and they do a little little trimming. I assume the corpses need to be processed into glue. That makes sense. I don't know anything about it other than just joking that horses become glue. I'm not even sure if that's done anymore. No, I, I, I have the same awareness as you. It's alarming to think that I've had horse on my face. I keep waiting for, for <laughs> Discord to give me the answer. To what question? To the fucking glue question. Do, do they still make glue oh. out of horses? Or... or has it been upgraded to gorillas? Yeah, it's pretty much gorilla exclusive. Gorilla glue is a weird thing. Just like, then is it just that they're strong? I have an answer. I have an answer. Glue, historically, is indeed made from collagen taken from animal parts, particularly horse hooves and bones. So that definitely rules out the salon aspect. There's no, can't just give a little bone. Hmm. Well, we've learned a lot today about glue and horse movies. My original question before we went into horse talk is what are other things that, like, the sequel came out in a different medium? Like, Goonies 2 was one. You're saying E.T. has a book. It's always weird to me when, like, somebody makes a show or something and then they make a completely different sequel on a different medium. I mean, a lot, a lot of times there's, like, novelizations of movies which then themselves get sequels. Maybe that's the usual path. I know Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, uh, which I am a huge lifelong fan of and have seen it so many times I'll never watch it again. Uh, I have had to, I had to put that in Twin Peaks to bed, never again. Aww. But uh, Joss Whedon continued the Buffy the Vampire Slayer seasons as comic books. And so there's like a season eight, season nine. I think they're up to season 12. And so I've started reading the comic books and it's exactly like watching the TV show. Also, that TV show started as a movie. That TV show started as a movie that became a TV show that became a comic book. He is going in the wrong direction in his career. Had like uh, Pee Wee Herman and Rutger Hauer. That's true. Pee Wee Herman had the funny death and Rucker Hauer was the big bad guy. No, no, I'm sorry. He wasn't the bad guy. He was uh, he was Giles, or the, the watcher, I guess. No, Rucker Hauer was the bad guy. Was he the bad guy? Yeah, he was like big bad vampire. You know who else was in that movie? Fucking Luke Perry. Oh, yeah? Rest his soul. And Christy Swanson, who I believe is still alive. I guess it's a good industry vampire slang, wouldn't it be? 
well, there's always new vampires, right? Like, you're never going to run out of vampires. I mean, is anyone paying them, though, in the show? That's a great point. Buffy wasn't rich from all of her vampire killing. It's just a weird thing, though, where... Well, I guess it's it's for the betterment of Earth, I guess, is the idea. This is a humanitarian cause to get rid of vampires. But if you're really effective, you would no longer have that job. Right. You could you could do your job too well and find yourself out of a job. Yes, have either of you seen the movie Snow Day? No. It's an old Nickelodeon. Okay. <laughs> it, it's a movie. It's I loved it as a kid. It's a Nickelodeon movie, and the whole premise is about like a snow day happens, and it's the like the great day, and you follow the kids, and they go on this adventure, and, and Chevy Chase is in it, and the villain of the movie is the snowplow driver, and he's just this really creepy dude. He's a great comedic actor. I'm blanking his name right now. Ed Asner. He's in. <laughs> He's in Schitt's Creek. Eugene Levy. No. Oh, Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott plays the snowplow driver, and I hated him as a kid because he's like, oh, the snowplow driver. And I revisited that movie recently because it occurred to me the entire reason he's a villain is because he's effective at his job and he prevents snow days. I just thought that was so funny. As a kid, I genuinely hated this character. And this whole thing is just really, I'm really good at my job. I'm efficient. And so I, I can't have school days or snow days. That's the problem with Chris Elliott. He is too good of an actor. And I'm not kidding. Like, I'm a huge Chris Elliott fan from all the way back from his TV show in the 80s. But uh, that dude, he the character he plays on Schitt's Creek is so unlikable. I don't like Chris Elliott anymore. But if you watch Cabin Boy... It's one of the funniest movies ever made. It's the, it's the Chris Elliott movie. And it has a very rare appearance by David Letterman in a movie. He almost never acts. I don't think I've seen him in anything. What is Cabin Boy about? Cabin Boy is about uh, Chris Elliott is a cabin boy who gets uh, <laughs> hooked up with some pirates and goes on an adventure. Okay. And he tries to get laid. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a fucking silly movie. Uh, and, uh, and David Letterman sells monkeys. Okay. <laughs> I can get behind this. So is it a is it a monkey movie? It is not a it is not definitely not a monkey movie, but it okay. is the it is the best you'll ever see Chris Elliott. I was thinking the other day, is George of the Jungle a monkey movie? Yes. Well, I haven't seen it in a lot. I I feel like if I was gonna define the genre of that movie, it would be slamming into tree movie. I feel like that's the entirety of that film. But there's more screen time given to monkeys than to him slamming into a tree. And main gorilla is John Cleese. I feel like if multiple named characters are monkeys, it's probably a monkey movie. Yeah, I think that's fair. Is that worth... Why... Did you watch George of the Jungle recently? Uh, yes, but for that movie recently is like within the last five years. I think I watched okay. it on a plane a, a few years ago because, I don't know, I think I was sad and I wanted some... Uh, childhood memories <laughs> in the air that makes sense i was trying to think of like what context you'd ever watch george of the jungle you wanted brendan fraser to swing away your problems yeah i think i just missed brendan fraser in stuff or fraser oh. which one is it he was like him in the mummy days he was so oh, great man yeah the mummy is so good and he got hurt a lot on those movies yeah he did the mummy is a great movie I've watched The Mummy so many times. You mentioned The Mummy a few uh, weeks ago when you were talking about fezes. Oh, I yeah? did. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even make that connection. Because uh, Omid Jalili was a fez. I feel like this has to be intentional, but I never noticed until like somewhat recently. It's like the whole point or the plot of The Mummy is they bring this mummy back and then the people that open it, he is trying to consume their bodies essentially to bring his back because he's a mummy. And the very first person he kills... He takes because they they step on their glasses and he steals their eyes and their tongue. And it, it never occurred to me how dumb it was that he took the guy with the worst eyes eyes. <laughs> Maybe that's why he lost the movie. That could be why. I feel like he made a real miscalculation. He, he got a bad grab on the eyes and it was all downhill from there. I think that he wins if he gets any of the other characters eyes. Maybe he has like mummy LASIK powers and he was able to fix them. I guess. I'm mean, sure. I mean, I mean, he was able to pull the eyeballs out of the eye and then put them into his mummy body and then affix them in a way that he was able to use them. You figure if he's got that level of skill and the, like uh, mystical medical ability, he probably could fucking just do a little zoop zoop and then get 1820 vision or whatever. That's one of those <laughs> movies 
where it's weird that they'd have so many sequels and then even spinoffs. Like it's a yeah. whole universe when it doesn't feel like it needs to be. Yeah. The third one was shite. There's not even a mummy in it. Oh, it's terrible. I don't <laughs> even think the second one is that great. The second one's fine. The second one's fine. The, the one thing that annoys me about the second one, this is a movie podcast now, apparently. And I still need to talk about my two movies. So we, so oh, we're yeah. fucking, we're in it for the long haul. In the second <laughs> one, they, they, you know, uh, Imhotep and Anaxunamun or whatever, they've had this love affair going on for thousands and thousands of years. They've keep trying to bring each other back to life to be together. And at the end of the second movie, uh, she doesn't want to get crushed by the ceiling. So she just leaves him. <laughs> I feel like that's fair. You think that's fair? She, you would yeah. you would just take a dive and like try and help him out of the hole when the perfectly mortal Rachel Weiss comes in and pulls Brendan Fraser out of the hole? No, I, th- I think that's a mental decision. No, in that context, you're right. Maybe she's just like, Christ almighty, enough is enough. How many fucking thousands of years do I have to try to rescue this dipshit and vice versa? I have to break the cycle. This is like, this is an, this is, she's probably like, this is a toxic, unhealthy relationship we are in. And I have got, this is my opportunity to break free and go fucking be my own person in a modern cosmopolitan world. That's where I think she was coming from. I agree. I feel like this is probably a deleted scene. I just haven't seen it. Definitely in the movie. Or even like Weekend at Bernie's 2 is just such a bizarre let's do it again plot like how do you how do you expand on that idea even though i guess the original premise is absurd but the fact that there's two of them is insane to me was it in two it was voodoo right yeah i think it's a voodoo thing i haven't seen two but yeah i saw it but i don't remember very well yeah it was some sort of some sort of voodoo wizardry dude i'm not gonna want to watch it it would be interesting to have a experiment where you only watched sequels <laughs> like you only got to see number two of a of a franchise or three and then go back and show somebody like six months later the number ones of all those and see if it changes their whole opinion of the movies they watch. I would love to so for someone to start with the second Matrix. <laughs> if you started with the second Matrix, you wouldn't go anywhere near the first Matrix. Oh, the 10 foot pole. <laughs> How would that work for like superhero movies? Like Spider-Man, what, what is the, is it the second one they made or is it the character specific? You would watch every Spider-Man number two. Okay. Far From Home, Andrew Garfield, number two, and Tobey Maguire, number two. I feel like Tobey Maguire, number two, is by far the best, but I, that could be... The best two? The best two of those twos. I don't know. I like the new one. I haven't seen the new two. It's good. I'm not a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan, but that, that really? kid, yeah, he didn't do it for me. What's wrong with Jake Gyllenhaal? Nothing's wrong with him. It just doesn't... I just don't particularly enjoy him. I don't know. Okay. I just... I feel like he had a really interesting string of movies from like 2008 until like Name 2015. One of them. Nightcrawler. Never saw it. Really good. Um, I've heard. Oh, it's the, the, there's one where it's him. Yeah, Prisoners is good. Mm. Enemy was really good. There's one where it's him. And it's like a clone of himself. I don't remember that was the double or something like that. That's probably way off. But I don't think I've seen any of those movies. And he, that might be why I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal. I haven't seen any of his good movies. I fucking hated the bunny one. <laughs> Donnie, Donnie Darko. Darko I've still never seen that. And I feel uh. like. It's a movie that you need to see because it's like iconic to so many people. But when do you sit down as a 32 year old man and watch Donnie Darko or Bubble Boy? I, I think that statement is insane coming from somebody who said they watched George of the Jungle four years ago. That was because I watched it as a kid and I liked it when I was younger. But surely you could find time for Donnie Darko. If there's <laughs> a point in your life in which you can watch George of the Jungle. <laughs> I like that in George of the Jungle, he straight up gets shot in the head with a gun <laughs> and lifts. <laughs> yeah. He's got jungle powers. Should I rewatch George in the Jungle? Is this worth revisiting? It's a great time if you watched it as a kid. Did you ever have any systems as a kid to like rent movies that, that you weren't supposed to or like games? You ever come up with that type of stuff? That I wasn't supposed to? No, I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd get stuff from Blockbuster, but I, I couldn't get stuff that was... You know, that my parents didn't know about. Oh, you didn't? So you didn't come up with ways around that? You just accepted? No, how do you do that? Oh, I had systems, Gavin. I had strategies worked out. This is my go-to move. I do this a lot for games, occasionally movies. So when you go into a video store, as you know, there's the display box in front, and then there's the box behind you. You take the box behind to the counter. That's how you rent things. (laughs) You did a switcheroo. (laughs) I would beeline to the store. The first game I remember doing this with was Hitman... I think Hitman 2, I wanted to play it really badly and I wasn't allowed to because I was too young. So I'd immediately go to the games. I would look at like the Hitman 2 box. I pull the box behind it and then I would look at like Harry Potter, the video game or, or Toy Story, the game. And I would put the Hitman 2 box behind that one. And then I put the Toy Story box behind the Hitman one. And then I'd wait a little bit 
And then when my mom would come over, I would say, I'm really, I'm struggling here. Toy Story or Harry Potter? What should I go with? I don't really know. What are your feelings on this? And we kind of have a discussion. And then I'd always go with the one I planted. And then I'd hide in the store because there's a higher percentage of them not bringing up it was an M-rated game if they didn't know there was a kid there. So I'd hide in a corner and wait till the thing was processed. And then I'd leave. That was That's my whole system. Did you come up with that or did a friend tell you about it? That's genius. No, I know I did. I think it's generational because when I, I growing up in the 80s, like the mid 80s, you just I just nobody cared. Like you just parents didn't give a shit and nobody employees didn't give a shit. I'd be like eight years old and I'd be like, I want to rent uh, Lady Chatterley's Lover and Porky's. And they'd be like, all right, you want some cigarettes, too? <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no oversight when I was a kid anywhere. Yeah, I just had to wait. I remember being like 10 and all of my friends at school were talking about South Park. But you couldn't watch South Park unless you were 15 because it was like rated 15 in all the... Uh TV show, like VHS movie stuff. And I just remember being really excited to be 15. And by the time I was 15, I was like, yeah, I'm not really interested. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of uh, movie store related hijinks I pulled as a kid to try to get through things. I, um, I had a corn allergy growing up and every I lived near a video store. So I'd walk to it, my grandpa and I'd get they'd have like a popcorn machine. I'd get like a free bag of popcorn every time I went. And eventually, I guess he must have told her. And we're at dinner one night and my mom said, I was at work and uh, the head of security came to me and he said, I need to show you something. And he, he brought me, he showed me this tape and uh, I saw you eating popcorn at the video store. You're not not allowed to do that anymore. You can't do it. And I was terrified. I completely believed it. I was like maybe four or five. I was like, oh, shit, I can't eat popcorn anymore. This is terrible. I love popcorn. But instead of just accepting that, the next time I went to the video store, I took note of where all the security cameras were in it. And then I kind of assumed what their range of vision would be. And I created a whole path to get to the popcorn machine in which I would think I'd be able to go unseen. And then I'd eat it within that spot of the store. I'd immediately go in. I'd hug a wall. I'd walk down like the thriller section. Then I'd lay down and crawl through into drama and then take a right and loop. And I would be at the machine. I'm fairly confident I, I was able to avoid camera detection. What uh, <laughs> what happened when you ate the popcorn if you were allergic? Oh, I'd get like my, I'd have rashes and like my stomach would be really upset. <laughs> but it was good. I enjoyed the popcorn. <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah, it was absolutely worth it. So it'd be super noticeable to your mom afterwards. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was for sure. But I had a bunch of different allergies. So I, I could cover it under a variety of things. <laughs> it's just weird to me to hear that somebody would would get something like that and just be like nah i guess that's the way it is and not construct a whole path and scheme to how to get popcorn i love the idea of you trying to stack your allergies oh yeah <laughs> so what's your movie thing jeff oh okay do you want the feel good i'll tell you what let's do the bad one and then we'll end on a feel good so i watched a very good movie the other day and you guys let me know let me know if i'm too concerned about this or if it's not a big deal at all uh i was uh i watched um by the way, a movie you should not watch is Hubie Halloween. I got, I tried, I tried real hard because uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Adam Sandler world. I want, I want him to succeed. I want all the Happy Madison movies to succeed, but very rarely it seems like at these days when Adam Sandler plays a character with a voice, does the movie end up being worth your time? However, all the David Spade movies are pretty solid. So the Wrong Missy, uh, which is I think is a terrible, terrible name for a film. But Millie and I watched it the other night, and uh, it's actually quite funny. And I think if I think it would have been a, easily a theatrical release that would have done well. It's it's just a raunchy, funny like romantic comedy. But they say f face in that movie maybe twenty five times, <laughs> and which is great, except they attach a different meaning to it. They're trying to steal our definition and co-opt it for their definition. Oh. First of all, was it uncensored? Yeah, uncensored. That's outrageous. It's outrageous that they said f face and it was uncensored uh, over and over and over again. But here's their definition of a f face. In The Wrong Missy, a f face is when you fuck someone, but you imagine someone else's face on their body. That's just lazy. I hmm. think it's, that's just, I think that is such a half-assed attempt at coming up with something cool with the name, I think our face definition makes so much more sense. It's in the DNA of the word, and uh, and I, for one, am scared—a little scared now—that uh, people are going to start thinking that that's what face means, and it's going to change. It's people could be turning into our <laughs> podcast and totally confused 
thinking it's a podcast about having sex with people and wishing they were other people. And does David Spade say this in the movie? Yes, David Spade and the female protagonist whose name I can't remember, who's awesome in it, they both say it. Maybe our first guest on our face could be David Spade and we could ask him to like disown that definition for us. Yeah, if he could print a retraction somewhere. <laughs> I don't think we could get David Spade. We probably could get somebody who's in that movie. If we go deep enough. Bobby Lee is in it. We could probably get him. He's got a he's a podcaster and comedian. On our podcast, you think we could get Bobby Lee? Sure, why not? I don't know. David Spade would be pretty cool though. I saw him at the mall once. I could be like, hey, I saw you at the mall once. Do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> so you're very close is what you're saying. I apologize for doubting the ability yeah, to do this. Of course. Uh so that's uh, that's that's the one face is uh being co-opted for an entirely different meaning which i think is just fucking lazy uh also interesting thing about that movie if you watch it and you should because it's a good movie three different jokes where someone falls hilariously from a height but they're not tied together in any way they're completely (laughs) and totally separate there's no running theme of people slipping or being clumsy or falling or none of that there's just three fall gags, like Pratt fall gags, in the movie, which seems like a high number when they're not associated in any way whatsoever. And how can they not be a... <laughs> how is that not a thing of the movie, though? Watch it, and it you'll see. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. What's the best <laughs> David Spade movie, by the way? Tommy Boy. Better than uh, Black Sheep. Was it the other one? Black Sheep? Oh, yeah. Black Sheep's good, but Tommy Boy's way better. Tommy Boy is definitely a better movie. Tommy Boy is one of the best movies ever made. I love Tommy Boy. It's a great movie. <laughs> I want to. I want to watch it now. Gavin, I, Tommy Boy is a special, a special meeting to Gavin and I. It's when he professed his love to me. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> it is true. It's not true. It is true. Uh, we don't have to rehash old stories. It's no. fine. I, I accept you for who you are. We're friends. Uh, the <laughs> other, the other movie story I have. Can I share with you guys a feel good thing that happened to me? Yeah. There's nothing funny behind it, but I have. I have. You know how like. Uh, did either of you play World of Warcraft at all? No. No. Okay. Well, do you know how, it, it, like in an RPG, uh, you'll get like a, a starting level quest, like maybe level six or something, like maybe like if 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 you've played World of Warcraft, like a crossroad, early crossroads quest, and then uh, at some point you're like level eighty, you're mega overpowered, and you realized you never turned that quest in, and then you t- turn it in and it's worth nothing, but it's just like peace of mind that you you finished your quest. Mm-hmm. I finished a quest that I've been on for thirty one years. And I just, I can't, it's, it's, it's the second longest quest I have in my, in my active quest roster. And I just, I, I can't fucking believe it happened. It just fell into my lap and it has brought me so much joy. I have gotten so much peace of mind from this. You have no idea. When I was 14 years old on Halloween night, I was in my bedroom in Alabama watching a horror. I was watching TV and a fucking Dracula movie came on and in it, it, it was in modern times and it was really, I, I was it was really interesting and I was really into it and it was really cool. And I remember thinking it was really like kind of like satanic and scary and, uh, and I was into it, but I had to leave to go to a, like my friend was picking me up to go to a party, Halloween party or to spend the night or something. And so I left and I, and I thought I'm going to find out what this movie was and I'm going to finish it someday. And this is back in like, 91 so it wasn't like i was getting on the internet to find out what the movie was or anything and like my dad threw away the tv guide so that was it i just never knew what the movie was called and then from time to time i would look for it and i would search in horror movie sections and i would talk to people that were really especially when i got to new jersey and i got involved with the vsq guys there were a bunch of like film buffs in that group and i would talk to them and get a bunch of recommendations and then i would go and rent a movie and I could never find this film. And every couple of years, it'll pop into my head and I'll think about it and I'll write down everything I remember from the movie and I'll put that into Google and it never returns any results. Or when it does return results, it returns the same fucking movie called The Satanic Rites of Dracula, which is a Hammer film with like a Christopher Lee uh, Dracula movie, but it takes place in modern times. And I always thought, in my head, it, it was definitely Christopher Lee, but it, this was you know 31 years ago, so your memory's a bit spotty. And every time I, and the name, the Satanic Rites of Dracula sounded very familiar to me. And so I've watched that movie like three times and it fucks with my head because it's not the movie at all. It's not even close to the movie. However, I recognize like half the people in the film and I don't know why. And I just keep getting this like itch. Well, the other night I wanted to watch a horror movie in bed to celebrate, you know, Halloween's coming. So I have a subscription to the Criterion SVOD and they had like a 70s horror movie thing. And so I popped it up and there was a movie on there. I just clicked one randomly and it was called Dracula AD 1972. 
And within 30 seconds of the movie coming on, I realized this was probably the movie. And then 20 minutes later, the scene happened that I remember, (laughs) and it's the fucking movie. And I saw it. And here's what happened. Dracula AD 1972 was made right before the Satanic Rites of Dracula. And it's a modern day Dracula movie, obviously, because that stupid fucking name, Dracula AD 1972, which is, I think, a fucking terrible, terrible name for the film. <laughs> but when you when you Google like modern day Dracula films, the Satanic Rites of Dracula comes up because I guess it was more popular and they were made, filmed back to back. And ironically, they most of the cast is the same. Because they film these things pretty close together sometimes. So they just reused a lot of the actors in the Satanic Rites of Dracula. So every time I would see the Satanic Rites of Dracula, I would recognize people because they were in the fucking movie that I'd been trying to find. I just didn't realize there were two. And the other one had just always come up in the search results. And then I also realized it was because the scenes that I remembered in my head, I had all wrong. Like they were out of sequence and I was remembering stuff close, but just wrong enough that when I would like write down the scene, Google would find no results. But I fucking watched it, and it was awesome. And it completed a 31-year quest in my life. <laughs> that must have been so satisfying. Because I have that. I have an open quest for a film that I saw. It gave me nightmares when I was a child. But I I never figured out what it was. Dude, yeah. It was like the most satisfying. It, Emily felt Emily was asleep. I woke her up to tell her about it. She's like, <laughs> she's like I don't give a shit. Shut up. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I was like almost in tears. Because I was just like, I, I, I had all but given up. I thought I must have... <laughs> made it up in my head i had misremembered it i was like it's 2020 i have the internet if i can't find this movie it doesn't exist i must have been like i don't know i just i must have invented it in my brain but i didn't i just remembered it very wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm I'm looking for a movie where there's a kid and he's like lost in this giant house and uh, he's like stuck behind a gate and he's like shouting out for people and i don't know anything more than that but i'll know it if i ever see it (laughs) And that'll close the quest. People under the stairs. Uh, it, is that the name of a movie? Yeah, people under the stairs. It's about it. Is that what is the kid? Uh, is it British uh, American? Oh, I don't remember that. I, I must have been four <laughs> or five when I got scared watching whatever was on. It was like one of those movies that was on TV, and my dad was asleep, and I was just staring at the TV like, "What is this?" So it's definitely like a grown-up movie. Uh, I think so. Yeah. But the problem is, we don't even know the genre. That could be a comedy that has one scene. It could be absolute. It could be anything that I just <laughs> yeah, decided to find scary. Such a very vague thing. Do you remember like period? Like was it modern or old timey or? Uh, I mean, I, I, it was probably I was watching it probably in like ninety three. So it could have been early eighties, early nineties. And go through it again because with the power of the audience, they'll they'll be able to find this for you. I remember it being like a gloomy, like bluish shot maybe like a tile floor and the kid is like stuck behind this door like a gate almost and he's like screaming out to people and then he's he's wandering around this house and you can't find anyone <laughs> i have no idea what i was watching <laughs> was do you do you remember the kid's ethnicity uh i would i would say he was white with black hair that feels very like not factual in any way that's just like an assumption of memory of what that would be that's the weird things with <laughs> stuff like that like when you're trying to process those with time, as you mentioned, Jeff, it starts to feel like you made everything up about this. Yeah. It, it, just the assumptions you made and the mismemories become fact to the story. Yeah. I mean, I can still very clearly remember this, like these people having a picnic at midnight in a graveyard and sharing cups of wine. But what actually happened was they had a black mass inside a church that kind of looked like it was outside and had some exterior shots every once in a while. And they weren't sharing wine. The, one of the, the dude cut his hand and filled up a, a goblet with blood and then poured it over somebody. And I, when I saw it, I went, oh, yeah, that's what I saw. It's so I just but I had convinced myself that it was this this other thing. So you weren't you weren't a kid when you watched that. I was 14. And I was actually thinking about it today because I was cleaning out my um, and I was like, God, memory is imperfect. Uh, but then I was cleaning out my uh, storage shed a little bit today. I had to move some stuff and I found a locker like a like a combo lock for like a it was for my high school gym uh, or for my high school wall locker. And I fucking remember the combination. <laughs> What? <laughs> First try. I don't think I had used this since I was 15, maybe 16. It was my high school like wall locker combo. Like it's just like a little like, you know, one of those little like combo locks, little blue and silver lock. And I just picked it up and I went 11, 36, 13, <laughs> click. Got it. You remember that, but you don't remember that the note you wrote four days ago? <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, that's what's fucked up about memory. 11 36 13 why is that still in my head after that many fucking years i have no idea not even the note 
Jeff, like two weeks ago, messaged me a question or that he, he messaged me to ask me a question and forgot the question within 90 seconds. It makes no sense. I messaged you to ask you if I could ask you a question, which, as Gavin <laughs> points out, is fucking stupid. And then by the time you responded, I had forgotten the question. All right. Well, that was a, that was a good ep. That was a lot of movie talk, but I think there was some good f- face in there. Well, the Gerpel f- face, which is one of the funniest f- faces already in the history of the show. Yeah. And that we only really fleshed out last night. Yeah. Without, if you wouldn't have texted me, I would have just assumed it was there <laughs> and I would have never known. There's actually a benefit for Nick finishing the episodes for us to listen to because we get a lot of content out of <laughs> our own content. I would have looked at the comments for the episode and thought, wow, I guess Gerpel really didn't connect with people. That's interesting. <laughs> it didn't land. <laughs> yeah. You know what I think we should do? What? I think we should end it in a nice, easy way and get and give Eric some cut, cut Eric some slack. Give him an easy a- exit today. What do you say? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm being quiet so you can end it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure you guys are okay with it. We don't want to torture him or anything. Well, hey, this concludes another episode of Face. Apparently this week, it was largely a movie podcast. Maybe you saw a movie about a kid, a uh, little boy, uh, dark hair, uh, probably pale, uh, period indeterminate, but uh, wandering around a house, can't find anybody. At one point, he's behind some sort of a gate. He's screaming to people. He's calling out for them, but they're not paying any attention. They're not seeing them. Uh, sounds like my dog just barked. Uh, there may have been a TV. He may have. There may have been a shot with a TV in there too. Is it possible you're watching a TV movie? Is that? Do we have to rule that in too? Uh, it's entirely possible. Yeah, I, I, I was. Oh. I was literally four or five years old watching this. Hmm. Hmm. Well, if you uh, if you remember the movie Gavin's talking about, if it uh, strikes any bells, please let us know. Uh, he would love to complete this quest, and as someone who just completed his second longest quest, I can tell you it feels pretty darn good inside. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, like and subscribe and tell a friend or or an enemy and uh, tune in next week. Uh, It probably won't be about movies. It'll probably be about something else stupid. It'll be about movies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.